We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest. You know him, you love him. Zach Kelberman. Zach, we're running late tonight. Sunday's usually the night. If we're going to be late, we're going to be the latest. Um, so apologies guys. Thank you for your patience. We love you. We appreciate you, but, um, lots to get to. Uh, I want to, I want to talk about some of the storylines coming out of camp and just you and I kind of share some of our, you know, here's where we're at, uh, takeaways, so to speak on the first, we'll say 10 practices of training camp. But first thing I want to get your take on though, is this Josh Jacobs thing being thrown back into the mix. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. Um, we know that Jacobs has been disgruntled with the whole franchise tag thing with the Raiders. The Raiders seem somewhat disinterested in committing to Jacobs. Linking the Broncos and the Chiefs, what are your thoughts on this and where do you think it might go? I, I kind of feel like it's negotiation 101 on Josh Jacobs' part. You know, you're taking leverage that he gained from Sean Payton's comments uh, leading up to the Super Bowl, I think it was, or right after Sean Payton got the job, he gushed about Josh Jacobs and said, you know, maybe we'll recruit him to Denver or hopefully he'll get out of the AFC West because he is a Broncos killer. I don't know how, Chad, you, you look at Javante Williams' recovery, you look how pleased you are with Samaj P. Ryan, and you say to yourself, okay, let's go out and let's pay Josh Jacobs big running back money at a time when no running back is getting paid that. So I think he's using the Broncos as leverage as nice it would be to have a three-headed backfield of Jacobs, Pookie, and Pirine. It's not all that feasible, I think, in reality. He wants that payday, dude. I yeah. love Josh Jacobs. I mean, I really do. I think he's – of all the running backs, Zach, that have been potentially linked to the Broncos since Sean Payton arrived this offseason, he's one that excites me the most. But with Javante Williams – seemingly like I'll just say near miraculous recovery from a multi-tear uh, multi-ligament tear in his knee. I'm just not sure you need to go break the bank uh, on Josh Jacobs. And then what do you do with Pookie? You know, at the same time though, Zach, if you look back on Sean Payton's tenure with the New Orleans saints for large chunks of that time, he was there. 
that running back stable was always just chock full of badasses. I mean, get, dating all the way back, you know, Reggie Bush, Pierre Thomas, then all of a sudden you throw in Darren Sproles, you get into more of the later era, uh, Sean Payton. And still, I mean, you've got Mark Ingram, um, 41. I just had the brain fart. Come on now. Kamara. Alvin Kamara. I mean, seriously, um, he likes to roll a little bit heavy. He likes to be deep with the yes. playmakers uh, at running back, which is why it wouldn't shock me ultimately if he did something. But, hey, you got Pookie coming back. You got Samaj P. Ryan you threw a few dollars at. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just this is one of those things I don't I don't really expect it to happen. And you have Julio McLaughlin who's looked really, really solid in camp, catching passes, running the ball, looking like the running back three. You brought Tony Jones in, who's familiar with Peyton from New Orleans. You're talking about the Saints history. You know, I don't think it's a dire need. I mean, it was all resting on Pookie, Chad. When the Dalvin Cook topics came up throughout the offseason, we, we had the same answer. Let's see how Pookie looks. Will he be ready for week one? Is he going on PUP or IR? If the answer to those questions was no, then they don't need another running back. And the answer was no. Again, as tempting as Jacobs or Cook would be, the Broncos are in really good hands, literally and figuratively, at running back. Uh, David and Troy jumped in early with Super Chats before we went live. Thank you, guys. David, hold hold your thoughts for a second. We're going to get to you. But Troy is on this subject, so we're going to grab him here. Thank you for the Super, Troy. He says, hey, guys, if the offense keeps improving slowly, I'll be very happy with camp. I can't believe Jacobs' uh, price within the division would be low enough for it to make sense. Have a great show. Yeah, so then you got to get into the whole tag and trade area of compensation unless, unless, and this was something that Florio kind of flirted around in his article, the Raiders decide to just rescind the franchise tag, which they could do because he has not signed it yet. Yeah, that was the whole uh, scenario. They would have to rescind the tag because let's be real. The, the Raiders are in trading Josh Jacobs within the division. Just like when Broncos fa fans and country wanted uh, Austin Eckler, it, it was never going to happen because he was never traded within the division. So if they took away his tag, maybe the Broncos would make a call and say, listen, what are you looking for, Josh? What's your ballpark? And if it's 10, 12, 13 million dollars a year, they're going to have to say thanks, but no thanks. We're fine with who we have. Indeed. Uh, David, brother, appreciate the Papa Bear as he is known in his neck of the woods, checking in with us tonight. Uh, he says, good evening, Broncos country, Chad, Zach, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. Hashtag 12 and 5. Hashtag Buckham times three with a B YouTube. MHH for life, Denver Bronx for life. Thank you, big dog. So great to see you tonight. Looking forward to your observations uh, in the chat. Uh, okay. So we have gotten through basically the you know the, the the rumor mill buzz and anything on that topic, guys. You want us to get to put it in the chat. Uh, we'll keep a close eye on it. Before we segue into some of the other things we want to talk about tonight, let's grab Mike here, who is a he's probably our leading ambassador of the MHH community on Facebook, but he's also everywhere. He's Facebook. I mean, that's where he first crossed our path, right? That's where the name Ronk first came uh, to be noteworthy in MHH canon. But this is a prolific cat on Twitter. This is a prolific cat on YouTube. And uh, speaking of prolific, Mike, we love you, big dog. Uh, you, speaking man. speaking of prolific, the – oh, my gosh. <laughs> Michaela, she's been in – she has put herself in the 200 Club many times. Many times. This is not the first time. But every time it happens, Zach uh, – 
believe it or not, under this hat just a few seconds ago was a full luscious head of hair. And then I saw this super chat and look now, gone. I mean, Gonzo, Michaela, seriously, before I read that super chat, Zach, is there any reason we deserve such a great member of our community and such a great friend? No, we are absolutely a thousand percent blessed. We talk about it every podcast and I wish some of y'all could see the, uh, uh, the the box below where Scott is because when you sent that in Michaela he literally did this for Michaela bomb because it's that you know prolific and we definitely appreciate it thank you so much we have hand signals just like NFL teams certain yeah. things you know uh, this is how we communicate in real time when we're live <laughs> we're getting one right now too yes not saying hi um, but yes <laughs> Scott's giving you his best as well Michaela love you so much seriously really <laughs> helping us keep the lights on she says much love to you chad zach and scott and all of the mhh family i do think she says one of the running backs will get hurt during the, the season so i'm not opposed to the idea of signing a veteran running back i'm not opposed to it either i just wonder like hey where does the scratch come from what's the cost i mean right. if you if i could just go like snap my fingers and find out that Josh Jacobs is now a magically a, a Broncos running back, I'd be stoked. I would be way more thrilled, Zach, about the prospect of that than, say, Dalvin Cook, uh, yep. who has been very much linked to the Broncos all offseason. Michaela getting some love from the community, some yeah, props, and some um, really cool to see. Uh, but let's also not forget that he is, for what it's worth, Josh Jacobs, the reigning NFL rushing champion. Yep. So that's not nothing. He kills the Bronco. I mean, Broncos fans are familiar with Jacobs because he just decimates the team every year. He's a really good three down player. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He's good in pass pro. I mean, you're understanding why he's holding out for more money and he deserves it. I just don't think that money is coming from Denver. But again, imagine the, the power in your backfield when you have Jacobs and Pookie and Pirine. That's just constant body shots for 60 minutes, running the ball 40 times a game. How do you stop that? Man, I tell you what, though, if you, t if you take the two Bronco games out of his stats from last uh, season, Josh Jacobs, like not even in the top five of the NFL right. rushers. That's how that's how prolific he's been dude. uh or yeah yeah close enough but uh phil brother down in tucson proving broncos country is not a geographic location it's a state of being it says good evening chad zach and deacon scott i would save my money on a running back says phil and spend it on either line so offensive line defensive line hashtag buckham go broncos um i hear you dude i hear you the offensive line zach has had some mixed reviews Mm -hmm. uh, since training camp started, but I don't get too caught up in that. I don't get too hung up on how the O line is looking in camp specifically because, um, even though Zach, they try to kind of create a facsimile of what the season's going to be like through the different team drills, individual, all that stuff. It's still a facsimile. It's mm -hmm. not the real thing. Right. And so, uh, I'll wait. I got to wait to see, to see it in some real game action. Plus, You've got two new moving pieces, right? Two new parts to this pieces, I should say, to this puzzle. So I'm not tripping on that too hard. But depth still is a little bit of a concern for me on the O-line. D-line, I would like one more veteran. If that's Shelby, killer. I mean, he he put, he put a painting up the other day on uh, – I think it was yesterday on Twitter, slash X, whatever you want to call it, uh, of some Rocky Mountains, which many people wondered, was that a hint of something that might be coming, Zach? 
man, I agree every point here, Chad. Um, I would want the Broncos to invest a little more on the D-line. Uh, I do want the Broncos to pick up a capable guard. My boy, Yassir Durant, was waived by the Broncos yesterday, so he didn't last very long. And I would just be happy, like, again, another Cameron Fleming-type move where you have a veteran who has experience to kind of coach up the young guys and provide some uh, depth there. But I agree with the ultimate point. Uh, running back, as I said with Dalvin Cook, a running back like Jacobs would be a luxury, not a necessity. And at this point, the Broncos should be focused on necessities. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Chris, what's going on, dude? So good to see you tonight. Uh, been a minute since I've seen you on a Super Chat anyway. Great Great to see you and really appreciate the support, my friend. He says, the first Bronco preseason game is this Friday. Can't wait to see our new Sith Lord, Sean Payton, in action. What do you think about our game versus Arizona? Hashtag best in the business. Hashtag Lord Vader. I love it, dude. You know I love the uh, Star Wars mixed stuff, the nerdery when it comes to Broncos. But um I don't think – I mean, obviously, no one's game planning for, for a preseason game. Um, so when, when you ask, what do you think about our game versus Arizona, I'm the number one thing I'm curious to see is how much Peyton plays the starters, right? He's vowed that they're going to play in the preseason. He confirmed again on Saturday that starters will play, including Russell Wilson. So once we kind of see what that is – I mean, Zach, we could talk about a, a lot of different things we're going to be watching for in that first preseason game. But what's your answer for Chris? Yeah, I'm not breaking down anything like schematically, you know, offense versus defense, you know, Broncos versus Cardinals. I mean by that, but like Broncos, like within their own team, I'm looking to see, like you said, how much the starters play, how the backups look when they get their playing time. And here's my number one priority for all the preseason games. No injuries. And I'm saying that while knocking wood, I want the Broncos to emerge as healthy as they are going in, I know it's not 100% after TP and Jonas Griffith, but just look look decent on offense, get some chemistry going. You mentioned the offensive line, Chad, and that's the only way they are going to get that continuity down, that chemistry down, is if you play in real live game action. So I'm looking forward to that. But most importantly, just go 
out there and get out unscathed. We'll keep talking. I mean, all week long, guys, we're going to be talking about uh, what to watch for in this preseason game, uh, including tonight. We'll talk more about it. Um, the GLP in the house. Gary Palmer, what's up, bro? A legendary mythical figure is now in our midst. Everybody you, knows Gary. this man's uh, uh, importance to MHH Cannon, and I just got to tell you, he goes hard. I've seen this with my own eyes, all right, in the flesh. He says, good evening, Chad, Zach, Dylan, and Scott. Thanks for all the articles and information. The, the hype video is dope, by the way. Go Broncos and Buckham. Yeah, we try to update that once a year uh, because shows – I mean, we're pretty consistent in terms of the personnel here at MHH, but as we expand, sometimes we contract this and that. Some shows come, some shows go. So we like to update the channel trailer. And yes, for those of you who missed it, we dropped that earlier today, the updated 2023. So glad you saw it, Gary, and glad that it passes, uh, that it's up to snuff, let's say. Thank you as always, Gary. Always good to see you in the chat. And you're, luckily for us, always in the chat. Uh, Jasmine jumping in as well. Uh, love it when the ladies of MHH show out and they basically more often than not, they are leading the charge uh, when it comes to our, our super chat family. So Jasmine, back, Jasmine. yes, she says, Hey Broncos fam, long time. Glad to be back. Football season is around the corner. One of the things Zach that I love uh, about July and August beyond the obvious, right? Football, the Broncos, it's kind of things are happening again is because of that people that kind of, put the podcast off to the side it's like how many times can i tune into jensen and kelberman talk about you know what to expect in september you know and it's june or whatever i get it trust me because i'm a podcast listener myself i totally get it then it's great to see the faces come back and jasmine of course you're one of them near and dear love you appreciate you hope you're as excited as we are for the broncos season season jasmine uh dave bristol jumping in with the super chat thank you dave uh Welcome. I appreciate it. He says, I think the Broncos have greater needs than running back. Spend that money on O-line, D-line, starters, or depth. Too old for hashtags. Love the show. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, my dad tells me I'm too old to wear hats like this. You know, like with the, I don't know, what do you call it? I guess this is a trucker hat. But like the wide brim type mm -hmm. thing. Like, trust, I'm never going to be a guy that does this. I'm 43 years old. I'm not, <laughs> not going to do this. Okay. I will sometimes do this, you know, like I don't do it on the show. Uh, but like when I'm out and about, yeah, I'll wear it backwards because I am 43, but I don't feel 43. And I sure as heck don't think, you know, 43. I, so I don't know. I think maybe that's like the the punk rocker in me a little bit or something, but I just, I'm never going to grow up in that sense. So fart jokes. I still laugh. I still do. Sorry. AJ, nothing but a feeling, baby. It's how old you feel. Sometimes you feel 43. Sometimes you feel 13. That's right. That's right. Uh, Dave. Great. To, great to see you. Uh, appreciate you, my friend. All right, Zach, I fact checked myself real quick. All right. Amidst all of our great conversations tonight. When I say that if you remove the two Bronco games from Josh Jacobs' 2022 resume, would he have been in the top five? Because he's the, he's the reigning rushing champ, right? So uh, first meet, meeting with the Broncos, 144 yards. Second meeting, 109. All right, so we'll just call it uh, – we'll just say 250. All right, so if you take 250 off of this total from – so 250 – 
Yeah, he would have been like, uh, he still would have been barely top five. He still would have been barely top five. Uh, but it went like this for what it's worth. Josh Jacobs, 1,653 yards. Derek Henry, 1,538. Nick Chubb, 1,525. Saquon, 1,312. Miles Sanders, 1,269. So if you got, if you have a chance to, to get the reigning NFL rushing champ, Zach, and he is 25 years old, he's still young, bro. I mean, you there. There's a lot of uh, there's many rows left to hoe with this cat. I just wonder. I mean, similar to Dalvin, where what do you do with Javante in that case? Are you admitting that he's going to be in a timeshare for the, the duration of his Broncos career? What do you do with Samaje? I mean, do you admit that he's just an RB three and he was a fail safe signing? Do you look to trade him in that situation? I mean, it raises more questions than answers. Of course, we would like to have Josh Jacobs. We would like to have Justin Jefferson too, Chad, you know, or Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, but we don't. We can't get everyone, and the Broncos have to go to war with who they have. Uh, that that reminded me of a line from Wedding Crashers, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna quote it. Trivia question: You ready, Zach? Let's go. How many thousand yard rushers were in the NFL last year? Seven. Ooh, way off. Scott, what's your guess? What's your guess? Six? Come on. 16, y'all. 16? 16,000-yard rushers. Shows you how easy it is to get it. Uh, So, yeah, it either shows you, Zach, that it's easy to get it. I I guess maybe the way I'll put it is, turns out maybe uh, running backs are more important to how the sausage gets made in the NFL than uh, NFL GMs would maybe uh, want running backs agents to believe but the thing with the fortunately for them they have two running backs who can easily be thousand yard guys on their own so again having josh jacobs would be amazing and it would keep them away from kansas city and vegas for that matter but it's just not all that realistic i'd be i'd be really surprised all right um this is a question that segues back into what i want to get to um so with that being said he's also from uh the land of Oz. By that, I mean Australia. And in his case, specifically Perth, which is in Western Australia. I've never been to the land of Oz. I got to tell you, I hope someday I'm able to make it. Although I would absolutely dread the, the flight, flight because yeah. I hate flying. I do have flight phobia, but it's not something that that I can't overcome. All right, it's not. It doesn't keep me from doing anything. I hate being on planes. Can't wait till it lands, etc. Some people can like kick back and snooze and stuff, and I try to, but I can't. I never can fall asleep on a plane. Uh, if you anesthetize me, sure. Or I should say if I anesthetize myself, but I, I try not to do that. Dude, that sounds like a nightmare. Being in a plane, what it's like 14, 15, 16 hours from the States to Australia or something like that. So maybe someday. Uh, but anyway, Nigel, thank you for being with us. Appreciate your question on Facebook. Do you take more, <clears throat> pardon me, more from training camp or more from the three preseason games is what he's asking. Uh, what's more meaningful to you? Obviously, both play a mm. part here, but what's the most meaningful? Both. Kind of a cop-out answer, but each, uh, you know, training camp is different because you have nine-on-seven, seven-on-sevens. You have one-on-ones. You have different kind of drills that you can run to um, give you a, a micro view of your talent, but preseason games, it's mono a mono team versus team. You're getting a very macro view. 
it's it just depends on certain situations like the offensive line for example i feel like they're better in a game even a preseason game because you have to get those live reps you have to get the continuity down it's just practice that you're not going to get in dove valley you're going to get on the on the real gridiron so they're both important but we shouldn't rush to, rush to judgment either way i mean so many chad are making a huge deal about a few picks that rust threw to to simmons in the first couple camp practices and surprisingly he had a really good practice yesterday. Russ had a big 50-yard touchdown to Jerry Judy to walk it off. Twitter yeah. X was surprisingly quiet. You know, it's funny how that works, but we have to just stay even keeled and analyze each camp or each practice or each game on their own merits. Yeah, I I think that uh, to just be a little bit more specific for Nigel, um, both are like like Zach said, both are very crucial to the to the big picture, but. Uh, when it comes to like how position battles resolve and come together, preseason ends up being kind of the, you know, we'll call it finishing school or whatever, right? That's like if training camp is, you know, you're going to class for a full semester or whatever, preseason, the games themselves are the test. So they're both equally important. But I appreciate the question, my friend. We have uh, Zeus McPeak checking in. Great to Great see to you see tonight. You. Stu, the first face etched in the MHH Mount Rushmore. I will never stop saying that because it's factually true. Love you, big dog. He says, hi, all. How's our offensive installation going? Really good question. And the answer is it's going. It's, uh, you know, giveth and taketh, ebbs and flows, uh, all that stuff. But it seems like, now we'll wait to see what happens on Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday's the next the next chance we'll get to see what they're doing um but i'm really not jumping to any conclusions on even if russ zach had started this training camp like on a tear from day one like whoa duck to water like this was the the scheme he's always been you know like born to play in or whatever i wouldn't be jumping to too many conclusions and it works the other way too you know less than ideal start and by that you know people really trip when a quarterback throws picks whether it's in a game uh, or in training camp, but Peyton Manning threw a lot of picks in practice, uh, especially in training camp, because he utilized those opportunities to uh, test the limits of not only himself, test the limits of his teammates, the scheme, all that stuff, different play calls. And uh, it it always um, came out in the wash well for him by the time he got to the regular season. The flip side to that coin, Zach, let's not forget, Case Keenum purportedly threw zero interceptions in 2018 training camp how many games did Vance Joseph win in his swan song season seven something like that so like I don't trip on that I want him to do I want him to throw picks well not no not in a perfect world but I do want him to test the limits push the envelope figure out what how it's going to work for him and Sean Payton everything I've heard him say about Russ so far like I feel like he's basically at the he's, he's on the pace that I think is coach wants him to be to quote Sean I'm pleased with where Russ is at I echo everything you said a billion percent especially with keeping things in perspective remember around this time last year when the Broncos had the joint practice with the Cowboys and the preseason game yeah. they dominated Dallas their offense looked great the whole team looked great well, how'd that go for Hackett? How'd that go for the Broncos? What was the end result? There is no direct correlation, I feel, between training camp stats and regular season success or failure. That's the whole point of practice is to get better. You mentioned Peyton Manning used to throw a bunch of picks in camp. So did Patrick Mahomes 
his first season as a full-time starter. There were reports coming out like he was getting just, you know, trolled by Casey's defense. Well, he turned into quite the quarterback. It's the whole point of practice is to get better. And I think Russ will get better with time as evidenced by his practice yesterday and the aforementioned touchdown to Jerry Judy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Seth, what's up, dude? Seth Harmon in the house with a very generous super chat. Thank you, big dog. Great to see you. I guess it's a super sticker probably, right, Scott? No, it's a chat itself. Okay, cool. Love it, dude. Thank you, Seth. Um, this is a good point that Scott brings up in our control room. You know, if Russ had started off the, the training camp period, Zach, like on a tear, what would Broncos fans, a lot of Broncos fans, Broncos, I'll put it this way, what would mostly Broncos media be saying? Oh, man, did they screw up hiring Vance Joseph? Because yeah, exactly. this is like they're cutting like a, a hot knife through butter here. So it's it just goes to show you that when it comes to the NFL, you can't win in the, in those respects. Like nothing is ever going to be perfect. Uh, every every um, storyline has its, you know, implications and this and that, that people will draw Zach literally to the extreme. And so for now. Don't trip. Let him utilize training camp for what it is to fully learn and install the scheme that they've been studying all off season for three, four months, whatever it is. And then preseason games, you start to see a little bit more, um, you know, what it's going to look like come the regular season, but it's still not the full picture. You know, you still just have to hurry up and wait. I, I just think people, the reason why narratives are so quickly, you know, cemented in camp from any team, any fan base, is that we're so desperate for football. There's nothing. And then they just start practicing every day and you're, you're quick to latch on at your first emotional response. But fortunately, great to see you, Cooper, Michaela. Fortunately, we have fans like uh, David Yunkin who realize in training camp, that's where you want Russ to throw those picks. That's where you want Russ to fall down. So he gets back up stronger, better, and uh, more successful as a quarterback. I a hundred percent agree with you, David. Very true. Again, you want him to test the limits of the scheme, his understanding of the scheme, his understanding of coverages, you know, <clears throat> and also one thing you got to keep in mind is it might be cold comfort to people who, are like really rocking back and forth in the corner over, you know, Twitter, not reporting that Russ is looking like uh, Drew Brees in his, in his prime with Peyton. Um, what just happened? My chat just went weird, dude. StreamYard's going crazy on me. Uh, sorry. I lost my train of thought on that, but uh, you, you can't worry about that. You can't trip on that. Like just let them take, let him utilize. This is what I was going to say. Let him utilize training camp for what it is. You know, it's it's meant to finish the process and get him up to speed. Like, don't panic until you have a reason to. And for now, if you are one of those that's like really rising and falling, Zach, with anything that's being reported about Russell Wilson on Twitter, well, then at least take some comfort in the fact that he had a really good practice on Saturday. Really good practice. So we'll see, you know, what what the word is, how he looks on Tuesday, but that's good. 
And so many players are in and out of practice. I mean, his starting offensive line wasn't even together until this past week because Mike McGlinchey was out of town for a personal matter. I mean, it's it's the infantile stages of your football season, and you're going to make mistakes, and there's going to be hiccups during that stage. It's part of the process. It is. It is. Thank you, Mark. Um, I'm going to grab this from Zebulon. I want to know how long it takes to get from the Alpha Orion quadrant to our sector of the Milky Way. Um, but when you do make it, Zebulon, whether it's light speed, warp speed, whatever it is, we just are stoked that you make it into the chat. Appreciate you. He says, does the running back fall off at 27 years old or 30 nowadays? And isn't Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott, only like 28? I'm way out on Jacobs personally. So he's like, nah, I don't want Jacobs. The answer to this is it's not so much, I mean, age itself does play a role, but it's more about like in the case of um, Josh Jacobs. All right. Yeah. He's only 25. How many career touches does this cat have though at 25? That's the question. And here's your answer. I'll tell you what, how many touches he's got in four full seasons in the league. He's got Zach 1,072 carries. And 160 receptions. So he's, you know, basically over about 1,200 touches since he entered the league. Um, you know, so he's flirting around 300 touches per season. That means that even though he's 25, you probably want to look at him more like he's 27 in terms of yeah. when you're looking at like projecting how long can you expect to, him to play at a prime level, etc. That's how I would kind of view it. But at the same time, everybody's different because everybody has a different different genetics you know some people they you know one of the biggest things i've noticed zach about getting old all right ish and old in age because if you would ask the 19 year old version of chad jensen about being 43 i'd have been like dude that's older than my dad is right now i can't even imagine that that is old i don't feel old but i am old one of the things that you i've noticed about getting old and zach i noticed the pendulum this this pendulum began to swing and about your age right now, about where you're at age-wise. I started noticing it is. Awesome. You know, you uh, tweak your ankle playing basketball at the church with the dudes. You know, you're out golfing nine holes or whatever. Wake up the next morning, your back is sore. Well, guess what? Instead of that back soreness being gone tomorrow when you wake up, it's going to linger three or four days. It takes you longer to recover from things. And so you start kind of slowing, but that really is, I think, Zach, based on every individual human beings, genetics, how well they take care of themselves, they're all those different things that factor in. But this is a good point, like as far as like Jacobs, considering the number of touches, Zach, maybe better to view him somewhere like 27, 28 year old type of guy. So like as a contract, maybe two, three year deal if you were to sign him. Yeah, I, I really overall agree with everything you said. I feel like the 30-year-old, the age thing is a very, I don't know, popular kind of casual take for running backs that most people know. But you have to break it down on a case-by-case basis. If you have a running back who's 28 and he has 2,000 touches, but you have a running back who's 32 and has – a thousand touches. Well, there might be more tread on those tires. It's about mileage. It's about each individual running back and how many carries like they had, like, like Chad was talking about. I was thinking of Royce Freeman though, Chad coming out of uh, Oregon. He was what, when he was drafted 23, 22, 
but he was he had like a billion touches at Oregon, so there yeah. wasn't much tread left on those tires, and that's why he broke down relatively fast. It's all about each running back's situation. And this is very much a, oh my goodness, uh, realization here that Mr. Producer dug up. Of the top 25 rushers in the NFL last season, Zach, uh, there are only two, am I reading this right, that are tw- uh, that are older than 27. So they're all 27 and younger. Hmm. So if you're if you're the Broncos and you have a chance to uh, Derek Jones, Aaron, or, pardon me, Derek Henry, Aaron Jones, twenty eight years old. Everybody else twenty seven or, or younger. Uh, Jacobs twenty five. So if you were George Payton and you actually had the chance to sign this dude, you know it's like two. It's kind of like a Melvin Gordon ish type deal from a couple years back, where it's like, hey, two years, good money in those two years. And then maybe it's a three-year deal, but that third year is like a team option or something because the numbers are pretty clear on that. Only two rushers that that were in the top 25 older than 27 in the NFL last year. Again, though, I think it's it's fair to point out for anyone who just tuned in, this is all assuming that Vegas rescinds Jacob's franchise tag and allows him to sign anywhere because other if they don't do that, he's not coming to Denver. I was thinking, though, in that unlikely event they do rescind the tag, um, Jacobs might just give a little FU to Vegas and sign with the Broncos on a one-year deal, guaranteed money up front, gets to stick into Vegas twice a year, and test the open market next year, maybe cash in on a multi-year deal. But we'll see how it shakes out. That we shall. Um, We've got Michael Davis jumping in. Great to see you, Michael. Thank you for the super chat, my brother. He says, Priests. We're gonna exercise. We're going to exercise some serious demons in Week Five versus the Jets. That's for show. It'll be my seven-year-old's first Bronco game. Is MHH rethinking or planning to go? So, as far as the uh, like an official meet and greet, the answer to that question is no. But I can promise you that by the time we get to Week Five, Michael, um, there are going to be members of of staff that are at that game tailgating probably here and there. So just kind of keep in touch on that front, like, uh, and we'll we'll circle back. But yeah, week five, it's gonna be dope. In case you guys missed it, Nathaniel Hackett last week uh, broke his silence regarding Sean Payton just slamming him. Yes, and I will say it, Zach. Okay, nuking him from orbit. All right. He said, "Here's the here's the paraphrase. Uh, you know, we live in a glass house. Uh, coaches do. We live by a code." I was disappointed to hear what was said. Honestly, it, it didn't surprise me. The only thing that surprised me was that I didn't expect to hear this until week five, but we're hearing it now. So da 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 da. So that was the general like um, takeaways for for Nathaniel Hackett. But that came Zach, of course, on the heels of Aaron Rodgers getting a little salty about it. Keep my coach's name out of your mouth, talking yeah. about Sean Payton, and then also Billy Turner. Yes, he have the. You know, two different stints with the Broncos, uh, calling Sean Payton a, a, an F-word bum. So there's going to be some emotions just based on what's been said, let alone, Zach, what actually happened last year uh, on Nathaniel Hackett's watch. So week five will be lit. Who, Billy Turner? Never heard of her. Yeah, <laughs> the rivalry will be insane. That game will be crazy. I can't wait for it. A lot of Jets fans talking crap in my mentions already. It's only going to increase on both sides uh, leading up to that game. But, Michael, what's going to be even greater is Week 7, the Broncos hosting the Green Bay Packers. That 
game we will be at for the MHH meet and greet October 22nd. Shame you can't make it, but hopefully sometime in the future. And guys, the reason we're doing it in October, usually uh, the tradition, we keep it in late September. So we keep it in that first three weeks or so of the season. We wanted to make it as probable for as many of our staffers to show up and you know big time community members as possible and october 22nd is just where the stars aligned on that so uh, even if i'm not there michael i'll tell you this for week five if i'm not there in person trust that we'll be there with you in spirit watching every single second of how it unfolds both before during and after trust absolutely hope you enjoy the game with your uh, kiddo though michael yes that'll be a that'll be a memorable experience no doubt okay zach I'm going to ask you a couple of questions here. A couple of two, three, four, five, six, some questions. All right. First things first, you have a Broncos fan that is on Mars. All right. And you're the only possible conduit for them to know what's going on. They don't have Twitter. They have nothing. All right. And you send them a missive. What is the biggest thing for them to take away from what you've seen through 10 training camp practices? Honestly, I, I'm I've been more impressed with how the defense has jumped off the page under VJ. I was a little worried there'd be lag transitioning from Evero to VJ. What's he gonna get out of the team, the players? And uh so far they've heeded the call. Sean Payton, even Joe Lombardi a few months back complimented what VJ's done so far with the D. They've been aggressive, Chad. The pass rush, that's something that really screamed out to me. It's not been Randy Gregory or Baron Browning, obviously, who's uh sidelined right now, but Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, uh PJ Mustafer has looked good as well. Uh, you've had a lot of pass rush from the outside, from the inside. So I think the defense getting at it and being aggressive, taking the ball away with Simmons. Damari Mathis looks like, if there's such a thing, a shutdown number two cornerback, super sticky opposite um, uh, Patrick Sertan. So the defense really overall has jumped out. And also, it's just a different vibe with Coach Payton. It's it's just a different training camp atmosphere, different than what it was under VJ for sure, different than what it was under Vic. Damn sure different than what it was under Nathaniel Hackett, but it just feels more official and um, what the Broncos needed. Yeah, indeed. Um, who are who? Give me two or three guys on offense that have impressed you or that have made you turn your head a little bit that maybe you weren't really expecting to catch your attention. Well, Jerry Judy, number one, I mean, he's just, if you watch the few videos that leak out of North Korea, oh, I mean, Dove Valley, you see <laughs> the, the, the route running ability, the shake and bake. Uh, he is so impressive to watch. Leo <laughs> McLaughlin, I mean, I guess we we thought he would be something, but as an undrafted rookie coming in and catching the ball, moving it well, ripping off big chunk gains, I think uh, those are your two uh, on offense. Also, I had it on, so I'm looking at it right now, Jared Stidham backup quarterback I wasn't sure what he would look like Chad I mean we didn't know much he was a backup in Vegas and uh, he had one start last year Sean Payton handpicked him out of the crowd on the open market for a reason and with the second team Jared Stidham has looked really good he is what he is he's not overly impressive not a world beater but just he he knows his responsibility and he can uh, execute the play calls when they're uh, when they're called on the defensive side of things I got to tell you something guys if you were in any way worried about the Broncos' decision to kind of swap Draymond Jones with Zach Allen, stop being worried about it. This, my name's Rufus. 
he's the trufus. All right. Zach Allen is legit. Like, I think he's going to be one of those guys that, you know, it's going to go on to have the type of season here in Denver where people who are in Arizona or covered him in any way, or just the NFL large media are going to go, yo, where was this in Arizona? Like, I think he's going to give the Broncos, not to say he wasn't good in Arizona. He was, but I think he's going to end up being actually great for the Broncos. Like he's just turning a corner. All things considered his, his experiences leading up to this four years in the league, uh, that how that coalesces, you get smarter, you get bigger, you get stronger, you get wiser. And then his, uh, apprenticeship under the great J.J. Watt. Now the stars are aligning. He's in a new place. He's re-energized. I just think Broncos fans should buckle up to some big, big things from uh, Zach Allen. But who else has maybe impressed you on defense, Zach? First of all, I showed you on Twitter. Uh, some of y'all might have seen it as well. Draymond Jones, if you're wondering how he's doing in Seattle, all I tweeted was, Zach Allen, greater than sign Draymond Jones. I said, I said what I said. He took the time to quote tweet me. He looked up his own name and responded to the tweet and said, I'm living rent free and my Bronco heart is obsessing over him or whatever. So between his attitude, Chad, and the way he thinks of himself as this Aaron Donald light, I really am happy the Broncos went with Zach Allen. Uh, Simmons has been probably the player of training camp. I, I've been knocking him for the last couple of years of not being the best safety in the NFL, but he's making play after play after play on the ball. Cooper and Benito I talked about. Jaquan McMillian at cornerback. He looks like Damari Mathis light. I was very high on him when the Broncos picked him up last year as a UDFA. And uh, who else did I have? I have Benito, Cooper. Yeah, that's pretty much it that I can think of. Trickle thinks McMillian's going to be the backup nickel, which hopefully you go, oh, backup nickel. Yay, let's write home about that. But it's actually quite the development because once you get past the top three guys, there's zero resolution as to who's going to hold down what role. And fighting for that specific spot includes the rookie who is injured for the next three weeks still, uh, Riley Moss, but also Isang Bassi. And, you know, there's a lot of guys striving to be that. And yeah. it's going to be an important position, Zach, because Kwan Williams, much as I like him, he kind of has a tendency to, to get nicked up. And, and you just you need a good guy that can come in and, and help uh, in the nickel and also when you go dime. But uh, Alonzo, bro, thank you for the super chat, big dog. He says, thank I can't Alonzo. wait till week one. Let's ride. Hashtag Buckham. Let's ride indeed. Although Russ has dispensed with Broncos country, let's ride. And he's kind of, Zach, defaulted back to one of his old longtime slogans when he was in Seattle. He'd end every press conference with go Hawks. Now it seems he's ending everything with go Broncos, which I think is significantly less cringe. And even on a game or let's say uh, it's a Sunday night, he's at the podium. Broncos came up short against opponent X, whatever you can with uh, credibility and that press conference, even in defeat with, you know, go Broncos implication being, you know, we'll get them next time or, you know, on to Cincinnati, whatever, or the next game, <laughs> as opposed to finding a way in most cases, uh, very ham fistedly to fit in Broncos country. Let's ride. So, you know, there's that. I don't know if I'm Russell Wilson, if I take down Kansas City, let's say, if I have my press conference, I'm looking right into that camera and I'm saying, Broncos country, let's ride, baby. I mean, he needs that vindication, Chad. I hope he gets it at some point this year. He will. He's going to. There's going to be a lot of people eating crow, and it's going to be fun to see. 
there's the chance that yours truly is the person eating crow on the fact that I expect other people to eat crow on Russ. I just, I'm telling you, Russell Wilson with, with Sean Payton, it's going to be a completely different animal. And that I would say something Zach to, to the effect of like 35 or 40% of Broncos country who are very down on Russ, very dismissive, very negative. They're going to be singing a different tune come even middle of October. Savage boy, Kev though, on Twitch, uh, I'm going to grab two of your things. This one, though, I want to I want to answer for you. He, he says, you guys should get the subscribe button for Twitch. Twitch is a weird thing, dude. Here's the pro. Here's here's the deal. I have a life to lead. Zach has a life to lead. We have big, massive followings on Facebook, YouTube, our Twitter, our site itself. And to really make hay on Twitch. You got to live there, dude. You basically have to like everything you do is with the eye in mind of growing your Twitch. And we just don't, it's not a monetizable avenue for us. So we don't put that much time into it. I would, I would guess Kev that we don't even qualify for a subscribe button. You have to qualify for all that stuff. So we've met a bunch of the different markers, but like, because we don't invest in more of our like creative focus and programming and just energies on twitch we kind of are in a stasis there i appreciate that you're watching on twitch don't get me wrong i'm not trying to slam twitch but it's not our bread and butter now with that being said he wants to know have you guys noticed patrick sertan ranked lower than sauce gardener in the nfl uh top 100 players of 2023 that is so crazy how do you explain that zach I explained it by having the New York bias, the uh, media market bias in their favor. Uh, it's just uh, the, the way they're sold to the casual NFL fan, the Jets, even before they got Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Sauce, they made a big deal about his draft night appearance, for example, his name even. I mean, he just had this this mystical aura about him when he enters the NFL, and I feel like that swayed people more than his snap-by-snap play. If you watched – PS2 play last year, you watched Sauce play last year, you know that PS2 is the better cornerback. He's more technical. He doesn't rely on holding like Sauce does. I mean, he's just overall a better player. Those who know, know. But those who don't know, make stupid takes. Well said. Tanner, what's going on, brother? Great to see you. A longtime Super Chat superstar here at MHH. Checking in with his uh, DT profile pick on YouTube, honoring uh, hashtag RIPDT. Love that, bro. He says, what's up, fellas? Just showing some love. Hashtag state of being. Broncos for life. And buck them. Yes, indeed. Let's get buck wild with this buck them thing, dude. And, uh, you know, make more T-shirts or something. I don't know. But I do love how buck them, Zach, has taken on a life of its own. Thanks to, I mean, we got to give props to the to the guy who created this phrase, Sean Payton. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Coach. Yeah, and uh, it was pretty touching. Tanner has the picture of DT uh, the other night. Demarcus Ware sang the uh, the national anthem. I think it was in memory of uh, DT. So yes, he's missed every day, and that was very touching on Ware's part. Dude, your boy can sing like an yeah. angel from on high. Yeah. So props to uh, D Ware, and of course, big congrats making it into the to the Hall of Fame. Uh, Keith, what's up, dude? Great to see you on Facebook tonight, bro. He says. Question, where do you rank Russell, the Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, uh, you know, duo, <clears throat> pardon me, among quarterback coach pairings currently in the NFL? Man, I'd have to really give some thought to that one, bro. 
that would that's a hard one to just kind of come off the cuff with. But let's throw a few of them out there that are noteworthy, right? Like I'll throw one out. I think Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they are top of the pile right now. Um, I mean, are we talking only head coach? Or are we talking QB paired with offensive guy? In our case, it's a head coach. Like in New York, it's Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett. You wouldn't exactly pair him with Robert Salah. So I don't know if you have a more um, already nuanced answer for Keith, but I would actually have to really write this out and, and come up with something. Yeah, I think uh, Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts is one. Yeah. Um, I think you can say Sean McDermott and Josh Allen is another one. I mean, pretty much <laughs> it seems like every big-name quarterback makes their coach better by default. So oh, yeah. pick, a, pick a big-name quarterback and just add the coach to it. But I want to reserve judgment. And I, I would have to, as Chad said, also kind of break down the list. But I want to see when the games start counting for real, when the bullets start flying, how they look together. Then I'll, I'll rank them in the NFL. Did you, and I'm going to admit first that I have not yet, did you watch DeMarcus Ware's Hall of Fame speech? I haven't, no. I, I saw the anthem, though. I'm going to go back and watch it because, first of all, anytime you do get a chance to to listen to DeMarcus Ware speak, you know, it's usually an edifying experience. I mean, the, the dude just oozes wisdom, not just football wisdom, but life in general. Yeah. So thank you for that, Mike. We'll go back and we'll check it out, and we will definitely report back. Uh, Eric Weber jumping in. What's up, buddy? On Facebook, he says, Evening Priest in Broncos country. I'm liking the recent reports. Uh, and by the way, guys, we're at 50 minutes, so we're about out of here. So if you have any burning topics, get them in the chat. Um, but he says, I'm liking the recent reports that Russ is getting the ball out quicker uh, with consistent completions and that the offense is starting to click. Go Broncos. Yeah, and that's something, too, Zach, that we talked about this last week. But sure enough, of course, um, Sean Payton – Talked on Saturday, it might have been Friday's practice, but even though Russ's big day was Saturday, I think what I'm about to tell you came on Friday. Either way, it doesn't matter. But last week, he's like asked about how Russ seems to be doing better with you know his dropbacks, getting rid of the ball quicker. He's, he's going through his progressions better, this than that, compared to the beginning of tra training camp. And Sean Payton, to paraphrase him, was like, yeah, you know, that's what we do is, you know, you go out on day one and you practice. All right. Then that film gets studied with the, us amongst the coaches and players that night. And then we come back and out of that study, there are certain points of emphasis that are made, certain things that are coached in, certain things that are coached out. And then you circle back the next day, rinse, repeat to where you take what's this kind of big, uh, loosey goosey kind of uh, situation with a quarterback and offense, pick the position or, or the unit and you narrow it down and you sharpen it to a, a razor's edge, that's what the process is. And that's why when a quarterback, even a veteran, Zach, in his 12th season in a new scheme, isn't looking like you know Peyton Manning circa 2013 on day one of training camp, you don't go crazy knee-jerking. You need those teeth. You need your teeth to eat food, all right? So don't knock them out of your face knee-jerking, et cetera. Yeah, very well said. And, you know, something I want to repeat from, uh, I think it was Monday show or Thursday show, what is an interception in practice now could be a long completion or a touchdown pass in November. I mean, this is the point of seeing what works, what doesn't work, seeing uh, what play call jobs with the entire offense the best in terms of like getting in the huddle, getting out of the huddle and getting up to the line, knowing the calls, the protections. It's a lot. 
He's learning a brand new offense, Russ is. It's a very complex offense under Sean Payton, and not all the starters have been together yet up until this past week. So let it keep playing out, trust the process, and we'll see some, uh, hopefully some gains starting this Friday. It looks like we may have a uh, veteran of the United States Marine Corps in our midst, Steve Hale, jumping in with a very generous super chat. Thank you, Steve. He says, Semper Fi and loving the show from Oklahoma. What's it going to take, Zach, to get Randy Gratishar in the Dat Gum Hall of Fame? First of all, I want to say, Steve, thank you for your service. Uh, definitely appreciate that, as always, Chad. And I like to recognize that always uh, when possible. Uh, a lot of prayers, a, a lot of positive thoughts, and a lot of uh, uh, maybe some gentle nudging, maybe some gentle bribing of the Hall of Fame committee because there is that Broncos bias. And uh, it started to loosen up a little bit. The dam has been weakened in recent years with Mr. B and Terrell Davis getting in. Randy Gratishar is as qualified as anyone, though – I just don't think a lot of casual fans know his name. He doesn't have the same lore as other players do, but he deserves it 100%. I hope he gets in. What's it going to take? I'll tell you what it's going to take. It's going to take a grassroots, cannot be denied, groundswell emanating from Broncos country that infects the voters that can't be denied. And one of the problems here, that and, and Zach touched on this, is that this isn't a guy that current um, fans, NFL watchers, viewers, and some of the voters have any memory of ever watching play. This is a, a player from the 70s, very early 80s. He's in such, uh, in that respect, ancient NFL history that it's easy to uh, look past him, dismiss him. But I think it can be overcome with a little bit of luck uh, from the football gods Broncos country like being incessant about it and really you know you can you can figure out who the voters are and you know hitting them on Twitter doing things like bringing um attention bringing awareness that's a yeah. word that like people like to throw around a lot nowadays but bringing awareness to the name of Randy Gratishar and we strive to do that at MHH I mean do we talk about him every show no do we write about him a lot? Yes. Is he a subject of shows often? Yes. Thomas Hall in particular has done, I mean, Yalman's work, Zach, on yeah. just yeah. breaking down the, the Hall of Fame resumes and worthiness of many a Bronco, none more so, though, than, of course, Randy Gratishar. So um, this could be the year. He's in the running right now. We shall see. Could happen. Keeping my fingers crossed, but just keep being vocal about it. Uh, on your social media. That's the best thing like every individual can do is talk about it on your social media. Yes. Just like Chad said, ways awareness, keep, uh, you know, pounding those drums publicly, make yourself loud. And hopefully uh, this is the year that he gets in. He, he deserves it more than most other candidates. Scott, last one, right? And then we're outie. Fade Wolf Gaming in the house. What's up, dude? Uh, he says, what's up, Priest and Broncos country? So stoked for the season to start. I got a really good feeling about this season. Hashtag MHH for life. Denver Broncos for life. Buck em. So, Zach, Faded Wolf, he's hooked on a feeling. <laughs> I'm excited for this season. Faded, I'm right there with you. And I, I still have that good feeling regardless of the injuries and uh, the interceptions, how the practice is going. You know, Sean Payton's war of words with Hackett. I'm still – 
unchanged in my prediction for the Broncos. 10 and 7 finish, wild card berth, back to relevancy, back to competitiveness, back to the NFL map where they've been lost from for seven years. Indeed. Guys, we're going to dip on out of here. But before we do, we have a few messages for you. You don't want to miss it. Stick around for a second. Thank you all for another great installment of the MHH podcast. If you're not doing so, follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter if you would like at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch, bucket merch, anything that we have to offer, check out MHHmerch.com and uh, I promise you'll find something you'll like. Also, give us a follow or a like at Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle pod. You can find us on Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle and an Apple podcast. Make sure you're leaving your football pre-safe five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But if anything, three crucial steps here you can follow for us guys and gals. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Amen to that. Shout out to these great Super Chat superstars and supporters tonight. David McElrath, the Duchess herself, Michaela Parker, Troy, uh, Chris, Chances, Gary Leeds Palmer, Jasmine, Dave, Zeus, Seth Harmon, Michael Davis, Alonzo, Tanner, Steve, Faded, Wolf, and then, of course, on Facebook, Throwing Down, Phil McLaughlin, Mike, a.k.a. Ronk and Eric Weber. Much love and respect, guys. Can't wait to talk with you again tomorrow night. Have a great Sunday evening and a great start to your week tomorrow morning, Monday. That's right. We'll see you all tomorrow night. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.